Students, happy Wednesday. You're listening to Answers Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson, and Brother Wing. Brother Wing, how are you doing this fine Wednesday, December 8th? You know, I was thinking today, last Sunday, Fast and Testimony meeting, mm -hmm. my four-year-old son got up and bore his testimony. Are you he serious? Did yeah, you go up wanted, and whisper in his ear and tell him what to say? No, he wanted my wife to do that. And mm -hmm. she said, no, if you're going to go do that, yeah. you have to go do it by yourself and, you know, say what you believe. And so he got up there and I just liked it. We didn't, we didn't even coach him on what to say. He just said, he said, hello, everyone. Like, I like how he started. It. He goes, hello, everyone. And then he said that we're thankful we can have a good day. I think he, but then he, but the main part is he just said, he goes, we can follow Jesus. So I just, I like it. He learned that from his mom or did you help yeah. teach? teach I think I contributed, but she's a better teacher than I am. Man, I love that. I love little kid testimonies, at, at your, especially the uncoached ones. Let that be a lesson to you, young single adults. Like when you have kids and stuff, you, you teach your kids how to bear their testimony at, at home and then, then let them do it on their own. It kind of, kind of looks weird when parents are, telling their kids what to say I don't, you know imagine being a someone who's not a member of the church see, <laughs> seeing a, a someone up there telling a little kid what to say into the microphone kind of weird I, you know what else I kind of think is a little bit would be weird for someone who's not a member of the church to see what's the that guy, the guy that counts the the number of people at the <laughs> church that just slowly walks up and down the aisle counting <laughs> What's he doing? Is he checking to see if I'm wearing a tie or not? What is or he what? doing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, we digress. Students, hope if you're still listening, uh, we're continuing. We're going to talk a little bit more about, about grace. Uh, we talked last time about how God uh, extends grace to us in, in everything that we do. In all that we do, uh, we rely on on the Savior and our Heavenly Father for for that grace. We talked about how uh, how covenants and ordinances are are additional ways that God extends grace to us, and their and their contingent that grace is, is is contingent upon us accepting that offer um, or that gift from from our Father in heaven. And we're going to talk today a little bit about. Uh, what it means to be saved by grace after after all we can do. What are some of the thoughts you're having, Brother Wing? Yes, the you know, the God has done so much for us, and and it's His work that we are receiving, and His power that we're receiving, so that we can receive things that we can never possibly create on our own. You know, and it definitely is by His grace uh, that we are saved. And so the creation of the world and of our bodies and uh, the blessing of scriptures, angels, prophets, guidance, personal revelation, blessings, miracles, our agency, our gifts, priesthood, ordinances, covenants, and temples, like they all come because of Jesus Christ and they reveal his power uh, to us. So it's, it's not Jesus plus these things that mm -hmm. save us. That is a wrong way of looking at it. Rather, these things are extensions of his grace and his power. Uh, they're, they're not more than Jesus. They're more of him. And they are ways that we access him and, and how he goes about his works, like his merits uh, to save us. And so when we see it that way, that, that, that view harmonizes with, with scripture 
when it talks about, yeah, yeah, we're not saved by our works, but all scripture teaches of the important place of works, yeah. you know, and, and, and argues for the agency that, that he has given us and how we can use that agency or use the grace that he's already given us to receive more of, of him and of his grace. Yeah, I think that's a great thing to, to ponder and think about, uh, students, is, is to think about what is the relationship between the grace extended by uh, the Savior and the agency that was given to us uh, from our Father in heaven? And how do those two things, how do, what's the relationship between them? What, how do they work together uh, to, for our benefit? So, what about this? This is a in the Book of Mormon. We we uh, we we've heard this all the time. We we hear this scripture and and probably we've heard some some interesting ideas and thoughts related to the, the idea that we're saved by grace after all we can do. And so, what does this mean, brother? We uh, that we're saved by grace after all we can do. Is it you you mentioned earlier that it's not all of these things plus Jesus? So what does that what does that mean that we're that we're saved by grace after all we can do? Yeah, and I hope to say this respectfully. I'm not trying to demean anybody's argument or even criticism of the church. I'm trying to demean that person. Um, but I, but every time I've heard this as a criticism against the doctrine of the church, they then teach something that we don't teach, right? They it's almost like they they're taking this phrase. That I could, could, you know, I guess it could sound a little bit different if you just take that phrase all by itself yeah. uh, from the verse. But whenever I've kind of pushed back a little bit, you know, gently and just said, hey, what do you think this actually means? Like, for example, you know, 2 Nephi 25, 23 is where you're getting that statement from. Mm -hmm. like, have you actually read the whole verse 23? Like, what's the context here? Like, as we try to interpret, what do we mean here? I mean, yes, the word after is used. So that could imply there's a sequence of events uh, here like, that we have to do everything and then and then Christ will save us. Maybe that's what it means. Right. But is that actually what it means? Like, let's read the whole verse. And then most of the time I can tell that person has not read the entire verse. <laughs> you know, there is a first part to it. <laughs> I've read a, probably yeah. an entire website. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So the first part of the verse says we labor diligently to write, to persuade our children and also our brethren, to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God. For we know that it is by grace that we are saved after all we can do. So why does he say that second part? It's to emphasize the fact that we need to believe in Christ and be reconciled uh, to God. Um, President Uchtdorf in 2015 talked about this very passage, and he said, we are not saved because of all that we can do. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and he, he talked about how this is a, that after does not equal because, and we misinterpret that phrase after all we can do. Uh, what can we do? Uh, we can look to God. Like we can, we can rely upon Christ alone and his merits uh, to save us. That's what we need to do. We need to use everything that he's given um, to us so that we can uh, receive these blessings. And in that sense, um, you know, in the Book of Mormon, we talked about this before, I think, on the podcast, where we talked about how the Book of Mormon teaches that Christ doesn't save us uh, from or in our sins, mm -hmm. like, but he saves us from, from our sins, yeah. our sins. And then it's repeated in Helaman 5, you know, that, that the original reference is in Alma 11. 
Uh, but then in Helaman 5, you know, it's, it's repeated this teaching of Amulex that he saves us um, from, but not in uh, our sins. And this is the work of Christ to do this for us and bless us. And it's not just that he's going to just, you know, uh, we just say that we believe in him and then that's it. Like, what is that? He, he, he makes some demands, you know, right. our, our works don't uh, satisfy the demands of justice. Second Nephi two teaches that, right? But our, but our, um, but what demands has Christ made to receive what He provides? And that's where you know Helaman five comes in and talks about that. And I think it's really interesting that in that the later in Helaman five, when Nephi and Lehi, they you know they went to go preach, and then crazy things happen, and there's like this fire that doesn't burn them, and there's these all these. Lamanites there that can't figure it out. And um, it's really interesting that it says there, there was a man who was a former believer who had left and he starts to now instruct people on what to do. Cause he knows, like, even though he had rejected it earlier, what do we do? Well, what real... you're supposed to do now is kneel down and pray. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he says, look at this. It came to, this is Helaman five thirty seven. check this out. And it came to pass that this man did cry into the multitude and they did turn and look. And then this is the cool part. Behold, there was power given unto them that they did turn and look. Mm-hmm. And then they, they beheld the faces of Nephi and Lehi. And then they, they, can't, they still can't explain what's going on. But it's a, it's a really great story to read that and what happens there. But even that little phrase there, power was given them to turn and look. Has God given us power to turn to him and look to him? Yes. And we, that's where our agency comes in. We can use our agency to turn and look to him, receive what he has provided for us. The context of after all we can do in second Nephi 25, I think the verse alone settles the issue. But if you want a little bit more, read the whole chapter, second Nephi 25, something that most people haven't done when they deliberately misinterpret that passage. Well, and that's that's a that's a great point. So I love a good scripture commentary, and but the best commentary on scriptures is the scriptures themselves. I think that scripture in verse twenty three that we're saved by grace after all we can do. Remember that first part: we labor diligently to write to persuade our children and also our brethren to believe in Christ. So there's the that's the context, right? And that's that's the hope we want our children to believe in Christ because we know that we're saved by grace after all we can do. Now, take take a look at verse 26. Nephi continues just just a few couple verses later. He says, we talk of Christ, we rejoice of Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, we write according to our prophecies that our children may know what they should do to get remission of their sin. No, that's not what they should do to get remission of sins. What the verse says is that they may know what source they may look for remission of their sins just like the man just like those lamanites who are given power to look we are given the the lord uh cleanses us from sins because of his grace we don't we don't forgive ourselves of sins we don't overcome our sins by ourselves but we're rather uh we look to the savior and then our sins are 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 remitted by his power that he's had given to him yeah, and it's also, you know, context, it's also important to note that this is a this is an Old Testament group of people. Yes, this is. You know, and we're talking about, and he's actually mentioning that they're keeping the law of Moses because they're supposed to, 
Right. But he's emphasizing the fact that there is no power in the law of Moses or their obedience to it to save them. Right. Like the yeah, emphasis the is all on saved. Christ. That's it. That's great. Isn't that interesting that all the way back in Jesus's day, the, the lawgiver, you know, the Pharisees were, were some of the most anti-grace people around. You know, they believed that they were saved by the law. They were super, super good at being saved by the law. Uh, so much so that when the savior of the world was standing right there with them, they didn't recognize him yeah. uh, and, and, and sought to get rid of him. All right. That, so that's good. That, I think that's, I, I think that recognition is a, a great spiritual health, uh, a healthy spiritual recognition to, to realize that, um, that all great things, all, all salvation comes from, from the savior. Uh, it, it all comes from him, regardless of what individuals will try to tell you. You believe that, uh, the Latter-day Saints think that they're working their way into heaven. Rather, I think it'd be better to say we are accepting the gifts that God is giving us on our way to our heavenly home. Any last and thoughts? Yeah. And we choose, uh, constantly. We try, we strive to remember him always. We choose constantly to to look to him, to turn to him and look to him and cast off the natural man. And we can let then, you know, our, our works be an indication that we have uh, received power from him to do good things and glorify God in the process. Yeah. Becometh a saint through the atonement or the grace of, of the Savior. All right, students, next time it'll be, it'll be Fat Friday. Make sure you get your questions in. We'll try to answer them the very best we can. But until then, everybody, we love your guts. Stay righteous.